Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Okay. Hello. How are we doing this? This is weird. Yeah. It's, First, a, it's like the old, old, old school. This is Chris. This is Jeff. But, yep. fucking twist, I'm sitting in Matt's chair. Yes. Talking into Matt's mic. Yep. Because Matt got a text from home from one of the girls and had to go. Kinda. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt had to leave. Um, everything's okay. Everything, yeah. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. we don't think it's a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> we're making it. <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, there's nothing to see here. Um, That's right. We're so, not yeah. worried. Matt's just um, not going to be here today. Yeah. Um, so it's just us. Yeah. Well, basically, he just told us as we were walking in, so uh, that he wasn't going to be able to make it. Right. And uh, so it's all—it's new to us. It's yeah. all fresh. We're just trying um, to figure it out. Uh, and it's just weird because now it's Jeff and I sitting in a room yeah. alone, like episode one, like episode one through 20, something twenty. Okay. I mean, Matt came on in twenty-one. Wow. If you go to the SoundCloud page, there's a there's a and I like pinned to the top. Yes, yeah, where we each came in exactly, and you've pinned all the yeah. old ones, which I like. I think um, that's really cool. So it was me at zero, Jeff at one, yep. Matt at 21. Yep. And we're now like 220, 230 something. Unbelievable. Yeah. Over six, seven-ish years. Yeah. It took some breaks here and there. But we're back. We're back. You can't, you can't take a break from alcoholism, Chris. <laughs> or sobriety, really. <laughs> or sobriety or um, recovery. Yep. I suppose you can. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. My girlfriend. Yes. Um. She took a break. Oh, no, she took a break from drinking okay. for five years. She went to Smart Recovery. Oh, yeah. Just went to Smart Meetings. Yeah. And what, what precipitated that? Just at, the point in, at that point in her life, she was just... Not feeling it. Not feeling that, you know, yeah. it was... It was uh, did, she, did she think she was... I don't know if she thought she was, but I think she had keep. concerns that it could go that way. Yeah, which is I don't fair. think it's saying too much, but... She, Maybe it is. Um, it's not my story. Yeah. But somebody, you know, there's always a family connection. And, and yes. there's a thing that, uh, you know, certainly that gave her pause. Um, anyway. Families for um, her- hereditary. Right. There's, there's, that's definitely a component. Yep. I think it's pretty clear. Um, but is now, uh, yeah, talking about so, doing yeah. it again. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's back drinking, but she knows a lot more about oh, what's yeah, going yeah. on. And that was a while ago that she yeah. Super, yeah. yeah. I hear you. Well, that's interesting. Um, we had a guy tonight, this uh, kid who spoke, who, and this was my experience, and I thought about this with my son, but his grandfather was an alcoholic. Mm. His father was an alcoholic. And so he was raised mm. knowing that this could happen to him. Mm. And I feel like both my boys are raised, right. that grandfather and father, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in their family have this disease, and that, hey, before you start drinking, you should probably mm-hmm. be aware that when you do, mm-hmm. watch out. So this kid has all that, mm-hmm. right? And it didn't matter at all. <laughs> the, the kid in the meeting. Yeah, the kid yeah, in the yeah. meeting. It was basically like, he knew all that and still had to go on a 15-year drinking career. Find out on his own. Crazy. Whenever that comes up, I just think of Robert Downey Jr.'s kid who basically followed thing. a less, you know, yeah. uh, maybe, I don't know if it was less aggressive or not. You don't hear about it much anymore, but I know yeah. he... Had it went had through it, it and I'm pretty sure like Robert Downey Jr. had to like, you know, bail him out a couple of times. Yeah. Who knows what? Yeah. Um, but I'm like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I thought that was so strange. Like knowing all that, you still mm-hmm. ignore it and have the same journey as everyone who gets right. in here. And it's just like, wow. That, like, yeah. But anyway, he's got a really good relationship with his dad. can't be told. No. No. Which is weird. Right. Because there's so many great, like just case studies of fucking up your one's life. Yeah. I mean, they're th- millions, millions, right? Yeah. You could, yeah. The r- so, so crazy. I'm not in there, but the rooms are filled with them. You could like pick yes. anybody and have a story and say, yeah, maybe I won't even do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're hearing a story like, dude, you didn't, you could have just skipped the whole part and mm-hmm. ended up in a meeting right. and it doesn't matter. And even when he got to meetings, he was still mm-hmm. resistant and 
you know, it took them a long time of going in and going out and just all that stuff. Um, and you know, you know, you're an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know how you, you literally, I am an alcoholic and mm-hmm. I am here and I'm still going to have to get my ass kicked until mm-hmm. you're just ready to quit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like quit fighting it or something. I don't know. It is, it is a strange, it's a strange disease. Listen to that story. Just like, holy cow, mm-hmm. crazy. But anyway, I think about that with my, my boys, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like there's nothing you can tell them. It's right. going to happen. Right. Yeah. Whether like they're just either are, they aren't and they're going to go on some, their own thing. And you're just like, got to hold on and mm-hmm. hope for the best. Have you done, I mean, I know, so I have a 12 and a half year old daughter. Yep. Who I saw the other night. Oh, for right. a while. Yeah. yeah. We hung out a little bit. Um, and, uh, and I think I was, I might've mentioned this on the pod before, but I think last year in the class she had, uh, they had to, one of the assignments was to write a, your personal philosophy. Oh. And so it was really gratifying to yeah. read. One of the things in her personal philosophy was basically she, I, I, I wish I had the actual language that I can't remember right now, but the gist of it was um, that she doesn't think alcohol will be for her. Uh-huh. And um, Interesting. she doesn't think, you know, she, yeah. she's not going to drink because she doesn't think it, it'll be for her. Yeah. Which I, <clears throat> you know, obviously that makes you feel, yeah, good to hear it. Twelve, like keep it up. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's documented now. It's on paper. She can refer to it. It's her <laughs> personal right. philosophy. That's right. Um, <clears throat> if it all but, goes wrong, she can go back and say, "Hey." But you know, in spite of that, knowing that, uh, even having a parent, mm-hmm. particularly a parent involved, and maybe it's different though, because we're actively involved in weekly for the most part for the past X number of years, yep. formative years for both of our kids, I think maybe in, do, in doing some of this, do, do they, something that's recovery based. And sobriety totally. based. Do they know or think sure. about this or. Yeah. They know for me, I go to meetings. They know I have this okay. company that, you know, does not. Right. Oh yeah. Beer, yeah and of then course. Uh, they know I do this podcast that's with you guys me. about recovery and they're not interested in any of it. Interesting. Care less and never ask any mm-hmm. questions, but they know. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting uh, but it'll be interesting when, the, and so here's another mm. weird thing. Like, do you want them? Cause this kid who spoke mm. said, I didn't start drinking until after mid college. Mm. Right. And then all of a sudden he just crashed just right. immediately. Oh my, his parents found out mm. that he was drinking because he, they call, he called him from the hospital after uh, mm. alcohol poisoning. I mean, that's oh. how his parents found out he was wow. drinking. They assumed that mm. he wasn't drinking because, and, and anyway, so I'm like, do you want your kids to try this now in high school? And, give it a few test runs or do you want them to get to college and go crazy? I don't know. That's a tough one. Well, I did both. I did both. Yeah. I did test runs and went crazy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. It doesn't, I don't think there's a, a yeah, you know, I'm magic. Yeah. For, yeah. It's not like they're going to be European yeah. where you ease them into it right. and they don't ever go crazy. I think yeah. if they're alcoholics, they're just going to at some point prove to the world that they're alcoholics. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I think what it is, and it's less about the alcoholism than it is about needing something neurochemically and just in general emotionally to, uh, you know, magnify or numb something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of one or both sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, for me, as an anxious social introvert it helped let me be extrovert exactly and it numbed the shit i didn't want to feel but yep. um you know that kind of stuff but I, I think unless you figure out how to handle that all of the stuff about not using substances yeah to uh address those issues is going to just it, it, it's easy it's just easy to use the substance if you don't have the tools to figure, to do yeah. it on your own yeah and through some other means, um, you know, I, I was thinking about that, like, you know, I immediately did what, what a lot of people do, which is transfer addictions feels a bit strong, but like I immediately went to working out yeah, and right, I changed when you got sober, yeah. when I, like hardcore. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I was working out like two or three hours a day, like right. running, biking, lifting, just crazy. I thought like, literally in the first like 10 years, first 10, 12 months, I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to be a, phys- a, a personal trainer because I got the. That was the yeah. whole, my whole life flipped that way. Really? Oh yeah, I was like, and that's what that's what you were going to do. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I knew. Um, that. 
religiously like reading page to page men's health and yeah. you know just isn't that funny? Just how how you immediately go to an extreme with whatever Absolutely. you dive into. I went That's totally just extreme. So funny. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like it's less. Well, part of it is about the the routine and the yeah the um what's the word uh the just the amount of time that you have to the, fill the time filling the time, but also there's it's undeniable certainly for me that certain things I, I need well, needs a bit strong. Maybe I do, but it's an but endorphin, like, endorphin thing, and right? dopamine. Yeah. Releasing all these things. And to a large degree, I get that from um, art in any form. I get yeah. it from music. I get it from literature. Mm-hmm. I get it from film. I get it from a good TV show. Yep. And so I very easily, like, I think it was a significant part of when you knew me when I was just mm-hmm. a perfectly happy nerd bachelor with video games. Yes. You know, a big screen. T- yep. Killer art, killer, killer art on my house. Yeah. You know, tons of magazines that I read. Yep. Uh, you know, um, a connoisseur of all these things just that, that gave you dopamine. Sensory. Hits. Yeah. That's when I met you. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. how you were. And that's I just I, I have I take it in so much of that, and it, it absolutely provides a dopamine release. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is, uh, well, I don't know if it's interesting or not, but yeah. So I mean, that's that's all. Part of it. Hold on, we're getting uh, we're getting a text, from, a dispatch from our boy. Okay, let's see what's happening. Maybe he's going to rush back in and join us midcast. Uh, he's telling us everything's okay. All good. All good. Yeah, Matt says have a good good pod. Everything's good. Locked up and locked down. <laughs> and uh, we'll see. He'll be back next week. All right. Um. That's so. Good. Um. That's interesting. So, but it's interesting to try to figure figure that out with your kid because you quit based on self knowledge. Would you say, like, you, it's not like you surrendered to something and, and had this change that the way the the way that we hear it in the program where you surrender and this big change happens. Like you, but you did you have a, your change happened pretty fast, right? Like you uh, went from drinking to working out when you were done. And we're talking at the wait, end. Wait, the what part end. of the change though? Just from, I'm trying to think like. It was over the course of months yes. that I figured it out. Okay. And I've told, I mean, I think I've told it before, but yeah, I mean, it started with, you know, that driving well fucked up promise that if yeah, I made yeah. it home without killing anybody, I'd stop drugs. Somehow I'm like, cool, I did it. And I stopped doing drugs. Yeah. And then, but you know, still drinking and then found that book, Caroline Caroline Knapp's yep, yep. Drinking Love Story. Phenomenal. As far as I'm, I don't know, I haven't read it in a while, but, you know, it's really, it was all I needed to read. Every other Classic, recovery yeah. memoir is just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't need to read them all. Um, <laughs> and But it really moved me. It really, by the time I was done, because I think I've multiple times said before, when I picked it up, I literally was, was in such denial. I thought, cool, somebody likes drinking as much as I do. Yeah, it's a romance and, and, novel and, and about bought, drinking. I, know, I just thought it was like, yeah, cool, great title. <laughs> Me too. Um, but yeah, by the time I was done, I'm like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, that's funny. You know, my yeah. cover is like, it's like highlighted and dog-eared and underlined. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get it. That's um, yeah, and so then just by chance, I was seeing a therapist whose specialty happened to be uh, addiction. Interesting. And um, I raised it to her and she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Um, I was waiting for you to yeah. figure that out. Did sort she of. mention I that? I thought she may have, but I just don't, you know, sometimes when yeah. you just don't, you that's yeah. not what I was there for. And so I wasn't I, hearing that part or yeah. something. I don't know. That's awesome. And then I put together that plan. I'm like, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I want to drink with some people before I stop. So Yes, I, I remember this. Yeah, and so I was go out and it was just it was such a non-event. It was such a non-event. Like this, you know, I actually drove you know to Texas to see people (laughs) and drink with them, and it was just wow. Yeah, and she's like, "Why not now?" I'm like, "Because I want to do it this way." And um, I didn't drive drunk. That's good. And were the last drinking that you set up to drink were they fun? Do you really? I mean, I and a, a drinking compatriot bad influence was it a bunch of people that you talked to after you got sober or was it like no i didn't talk to any of them after i got sober <laughs> so you're kind of breaking up with everyone basically did you know that at the time you were not never really talk to them? i didn't yeah. fully understand that like, like these are the people i had to have a last drink with right exactly but i'm not going to talk to you after i get sober <laughs> you know you're my buds but not anymore that really isn't um, that funny yeah it is wild like i gotta drink with you guys i love you guys so much yeah. but mm-hmm. 
I'm really no. not going to hang out. Oh, wait. Again. You're, interestingly enough, the one person who I did have a brief, uh, like, sort of reconnection with also got sober. Oh, you're kidding. And he's a person that's that funny. Maybe a year or more before I got sober, when I was living in Houston, yeah, definitely a more than a year, I'd met him in Houston. He was a good friend for a while. Yeah. At one point, I remember one night we were in my apartment, I think like watching basketball or something. He was coming over to watch a, a Rockets game. And and uh, and I was like, uh, you know, sit down and get your beer. He goes, Chris, you know, I got to talk to you, man. He goes, I think I'm going to stop drinking. I'm like, what? And he's like, I think I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, shut up and just get a beer. <laughs> and that. And he took one. And he did. And yeah. then they, and they kept drinking. Yeah. And like, I'm like, do I feel guilty maybe but also i mean it was pretty easy you know they didn't take a lot of arm <laughs> twisting it's funny the guy but, tonight had that exact same moment where his buddy he just had gone to me yeah. his buddy's like hey you want to be he's like yeah yeah like he no resistance right. whatsoever I'm quit drinking you want beer? yeah yeah um, i know that's that's what yeah. but the guy got sober he did okay he did see so, so nothing um, bad happened he didn't no he got sober and uh yeah that's funny but yeah, it's interesting how that happens. So basically, yeah, just everybody that was your best friend ever. They're gone. I mean, did you have, do you have? I, it's funny. I, I quit coming out of college mm. and I w- it was already turned bad for me. Mm. And, but what, what is strange, I didn't talk to anyone I went to college with, which most people do mm. for 20 years. Oh, I mean, right. I just saw, I kind but yeah, it's been forever. Okay. I just saw them all recently last year. I went to, went to the first time and I think, and I don't know if I think I did not like myself around those people and yeah. getting back into that, those, that group in sobriety mm. never felt right. I just, right. I, cause I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I behaved well. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, know, I think I just had a real strange hang up with my behavior yeah. during the last couple of years of college. And I, I don't think anyone held anything mm. against me. Probably sure. it was all, most of it was in my head, but it, it still felt weird. Uh, one of my roommates who I did keep in touch with from college ended up dying in a fire, Oof. but he was drunk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So that's a nightmare. And was, you know, he was a guy who used all the time and was sort of the, the life of that anyway. Mm. So that was a, that was a strange thing. Like you don't, you don't realize how many deaths alcohol actually right. is responsible for because they don't really mark them as alcohol deaths. Even, even though you're passed out and there's a fire and you right. are passed out. Right. Yeah. And the other guy got out who wasn't oh, interesting. drinking, which is a tough one. But uh, and I think, I mean, even without a definitive reckoning, I think, you know, there, there are statistics that gauge the, the, I don't know what, what you call it, but basically the, the spread, the damage spread, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, from alcohol, whether it's by, you know, uh, you know, the, the, any number of cancers that alcohol contributes yep, to yep. or car crashes or falling asleep with a cigarette burning because yes, you were drunk. That was they're, it. They're, they do have some, I think, statistics on that. And alcohol by far has the biggest sort of like. Yeah, just whatever wave. You know, rip, ripples out in term, and just does so much more damage from, you know, to others in your family, blah, 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 yep. friends, family, all that. Yeah. This, um, was, a, this was a drunken, yeah. this was a cigarette in a couch. Somewhere right, yeah, yeah, and you've uh, there was there's uh, one of our friends, John, who has the cigarette in the trash can that torched his art studio. Do you you ever hear that story? Yeah, that was something like that. It was always like something like that. I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, I I was thinking about that about well, so I got sober. 30. Yeah. So I had a few more years on that. And I definitely was, you know, shame played a big part. And I've, I've talked about this before. I just, I was yeah. just felt gross. I felt like an embarrassment. Yeah. Like just, th- that's really what was a big driver for me. Um, yes. at the end, just feeling yeah. shame at yeah. how I, how I looked, how I acted, how drunk and sloppy and gross I was yeah. and all of that. Yep. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you heard there's like in the past, couple days there's been this uh bit of news going viral on twitter about this 22 year old senior at the university of kentucky who you know totally drunk she comes home to dorm which what what seniors staying in the dorm but um and there's a 
black freshman who's mm-hmm. working the desk at okay. the dorm. Yep. And uh, she comes in and basically starts calling this black freshman uh, the N word, the B word, the an NB word, you know, com- mixing yeah. them up. Yeah. Um, and tra- you know, trying to fight her and punch her and kick her and oh. hit her with a shopping cart that's in just nonstop for yeah. like. So the super drunk white white girl just loses yeah, her drunken senior. shit. Just has Lose, and just like just oh. just totally abusing this this uh, black freshman oh. girl. Um, and the black freshman goes totally keeps her cool. Yeah. Um, handles it, calls for an RA, calls, you know, for yeah. the cops. This is what I'm supposed to do. And does all the things and is just trying to keep this girl kind of safe and not fucking yeah. with her, you yeah, know, yeah. not hitting her and kicking her. And, and yeah. also ideally to stop calling her and all these B things, word, right. but, you know, none of that's happening. Right. Um, and so, oh. and, and well, <laughs> the end of that story, which is fucking stupid and unfortunate in the way it, and not, not just unfortunate, it's, it's hideous, it's monstrous, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and just the cap on that, you know, the cops finally come and arrest her. And the whole way out, she's just sing-songing the N-word as oh. the cops are arresting her, as they're taking her out, just sing-songing it nonstop Oh, my out, gosh. Right? So, okay. So she's not going to university anymore. They're going to No, they, they expelled her and banned her from campus. I could see And she that. worked, she was an influencer for Dillard's, and Dillard's fired her. And hopefully her life influencer is held for, for the rest of it. Dillard's. She also might end up uh, as a contributor on Fox. Who knows? Um, <laughs> That's where you're going. But, uh, so, it actually, so I was reading a lot about that actually today. And, it, and the, a lot of those attempting pathetically to defend her behavior Ooh. are like, yep. you know, she was. Alcohol? Drunk. Yeah, she was drunk. She was drunk. That's okay. She was drunk. Yeah. Uh, she also had gotten kicked out, if it turns out, earlier in the evening, or right, maybe right before that, not much, I don't know how much earlier, of a club, of a bar slash club yeah. for doing the exact same thing, Call, using, calling people the N-word. Oh, my gosh. And um, and then there's also a video of her from like a year ago just being doing a gross, entitled, drunken bitch. Now, yeah. do I feel sorry for people with drinking problem that miss? That's not misbehave. That are hateful pieces of shit. No. No. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Um, Do I feel sorry people who whose drunken behavior gets them in trouble no. as alcoholics? I don't know. I, I think, don't think I do. I don't either because I think you got to go through it, right? I mean, look. If she's an alcoholic. Right. Sounds like she might be. And mm. a racist, right. which is a really bad combination. Right. And it's not like... <laughs> That just comes to you when you're drunk. It's a loosening yeah. of inhibitions. Exactly. And it makes it easier. Exactly. Or okay. Yeah. Or She's, amplifies it. She was a racist right. before she took the drink. Right. And she was probably an alcoholic right. before she took right. the drink. Wow. Right. I don't know if I've known any any combination of racist alcoholics. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Right. But I've been in a lot of meetings. I've never quite heard that story where the racism's just, we're going to let it fly. Right. And just like, letting it fly. Geez. Well, I mean, I think they're... I mean, I don't know. There, you spend more time on Twitter and you'll, you'll find them. Yeah, but, I'm uh, sure. So, you know, and then I started thinking, you know, what did I ever, was I ever... That bad. That, I, don't, I mean, I'm trying to think of, well, I guess what it is, is what were my... What were your worst moments? Horrible... Yeah. ...to other people. Yeah. ...behaviors. Were the, what Did I have them? What were they? I'm sure I must have. Yeah. I think a lot of them were, quite frankly, in, just really interpersonal. Yes. And I was just unpleasant to people that I was supposed to care about, quite frankly. Yeah. And one that jumps out is I just remember my buddy, Tim, shout out to Tim, who's Tammy. been on the podcast a long time ago. Yeah. He was my norm, one normie friend when I got sober. He's a guy, he's a take it or leave it. Like, uh, like unfathomable to me kind of drinker. He's like, yeah, yeah, he totally, you can have like one beer and then not drink for 10 months yes. and like be like, what a drink? Sure. Why not? You yeah. know, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally like, I don't know. I cannot fathom that such a strange foreign thought anyway but uh i just remember one time and it is strange that certain alcohols affect you differently Mm -hmm. and tequila Tequila. is mine like i I started doing tequila big ass tequila shots with somebody at some club that tim and i were and we come out of the club he's trying to like sort of take care of me yeah calm me down and i'm just like i just remember like grossly threatening like motherfucker don't you tell me what did you do yeah, like, yeah. lay another hand on me and beat your ass and you're you telling Tim I mean? this yeah, I'm telling my best friend <laughs> I'm like, and Tim's like oh, okay Chris settle yeah. down yeah and I'm just like what you know so yeah. 
you know, is that... Is that something you should be ashamed of today? No, because he's forgiven you. But that those are the exact things that we did right. that makes you feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. Just being a dick, a drunken dick. And I had lots of those. Yeah, yeah just, just being a dick. Yeah, you just go off on somebody, just verbally, just, I don't know, just being a drunken right. dick. Yeah. yeah. And so I think in the same way that not forgiving somebody for being a racist just because they're drunk. Yeah. I mean, I'll acknowledge that I think it was more of a dick then and that's yeah. part that's the recovery part is you work on that yes doesn't mean this person's not a racist now but if they were to get sober they could be sober they'd yeah. probably still be a racist yes it's the recovery part yep. that helps you understand maybe you shouldn't be a racist now that's that you're right. sober i agree and i think <laughs> if this if this girl does recovery mm. the way it's written she'll probably be less of a racist <laughs> just works the steps a little bit i don't know if she's gonna do any of it but we'll see yeah we'll Who see. knows um, yeah. yeah. Do you think we'll ever hear about this person? Probably for a while. I mean, it's just happening right now. She just got out on like bail last night. Wow. I'm gonna have to read this. Yeah. It reminds me of the the woman who got on the plane, tweeted something, got off the plane, and her whole life had blown up. Right. I don't remember what that was, but oof, it's ugly. It's crazy with social media and, and all of that. Like you just cannot. I'm sure that used to happen all the time when we were drinking. Oh yeah. And no one had videos mm-hmm. and no one, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like just, and now it's like, you just can't, cannot do that. It, what's interesting about social media is, I, I was thinking about this today too, is the people, well, maybe it's, maybe it sounds super naive. I guess it does. But it's like the, there's so many causes it's benefited. Like, you know, Black Lives Matter and even like get out the vote efforts mm-hmm. and, you know, addressing Issues of, you know, the Roe v. Wade decision, uh, in terms of the Supreme Court and the just, you know, uh, yeah. and, and and mobilizing and, and uh, activists. Yep. Sorry. Somehow, all of a sudden, my words escape me. But the same. I read something today that somebody said, "I'm so disheartened that we were like locked inside for a year and a half," and I I'd, I thought maybe it'd give us time to reflect and how to be better people once we came out but it just made us uglier yeah that is true it's that is super interesting and i don't okay do you think but i think it's been purposeful yes go ahead no but i i was uh, trying to catch the mood of the country because it just felt crazy Mm -hmm. it's felt like we've gotten more crazy yes and since the pandemic for sure it fits felt like it do you think the okay this is the day after the election yes and i don't know when we'll post this but it'll probably be two weeks from now so who knows what will actually have have happened but so forgive us if we get this wrong. But it felt like something was sort of normal last night. Did it? It did. Was there um, some normalcy? We, there was a little bit of normalcy. I think we can we declare a little bit of normalcy. Um, only because we. It seemed like people. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe that's just a bad read. Well, I think we s- seem to have. S- Stemmed, sorry for all those, that sibilance, all those, that, but I was trying to figure if stemmed is the right word, but yeah, uh, a, the, the quote unquote red tide that was supposed to happen. Also, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Conservative voters. Yeah, fuck you. Just fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> um, because the, the conservatism as, you know, a, a viable uh, political option. Yes. Maybe is that's dead right now until yes. you, any sensible group. Form, reform something that is viable yes. um but right now it's not sensible anyway so but, that's good uh, there was that's supposed to be good. a red tide yeah. we seem to have stemmed that we think uh a red trickle yes um but you think about it like if they would have if the republicans would have run oh we're going to talk a little politics mm. if they would have run normal people oh, we're not supposed to talk politics. Sorry. I don't know. no no i think we can if i think the party was just against democracy. And I think everyone was like, yeah, you kind of got to be for democracy. Right. Just be for democracy, and then you can uh, uh, disagree on policy, and we'll vote for you. They should have won by a lot. Like, right. in a normal year, right. normal candidates, they probably would have won by a lot of... I don't think we have... There's no more... No, there aren't going to be normal years anymore. <laughs> there, I just don't think there are. I mean, wow. it's... When, when I said it's purposeful about what happened... Yeah. I mean, it sounds conspiracy theory ish yes i mean i do think there's widespread maybe not uh coordinated amongst groups but multiple groups working to de 
stabilize. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just solidarity across, yeah. you know, people. And when you look at like the, the, the way Obama was voted in was so over, you know, really overwhelmingly to a large degree. Mm -hmm. And then you look at how div divided we've become since then. Yes. I mean, it, it just didn't happen by accident. I don't think, I don't think all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it just became so aggressively polarized. And I think the aggression is really as much as, you know, conservatives, Republicans, Christian nationalists, MAGA side of things want to suggest that it's, aggressively polarized on the other side from yes. them. Yes, yes. It's only as a reaction to their gross... Uh, yes, definitely, you know. yes. Um, anyway. It's, I, a, bro I it's a broken political party over there. It's broken. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this. Maybe that last night they'll unbreak and just... Well, but to, to the point of like normal. hope, like lots of interesting things happen. I'm going to draw a blank on the states right now. But yeah. Uh, First ever openly lesbian governor is elected in Ooh, I don't know M state, but I can't think right now. I'm, my mind's I'm a little bit tired. Yeah. First openly gay governor was elected in another state. Nice. Um, uh, one state that had never sent a woman to the Senate sent a woman to the Senate. Which yeah. all these all these in you know first signs of yeah progress. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. but That's real um, progress. A, a lot of the gross candidates uh you know sort of maga backed candidates in different positions across the country were defeated by their yeah you know and it's and it's funny how the whole the senate's still going to come down to the runoff in georgia right. in two weeks so maybe when this podcast gets up someone will know who won right. <laughs> which is funny and that isn't that exactly what happened in the last election yeah the runoffs in georgia mm -hmm. crazy georgia georgia Lot of, it's just perfectly oh, no. divided. The perfectly divided state by yeah, numbers. God, <laughs> um, that's funny. We kind of fucked up. We sent a racist, gross piece of shit, uh, Eric Schmidt. Oh yeah, Missouri, from Kirkwood, I, I, right down the street. Yeah, I think if us. Missouri's going to be win a Senate race, they got to get we got to get a John Fetterman esque mm -hmm. Democrat from the not the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're not going to win with a rich city person like Trudy Bush Valentine. As much as she probably would have been a really, she was a nurse her whole entire life. She probably right. would have been a great senator. Right. But yeah, just, that was tough. We're, we're kind of a tough state mm -hmm. when it comes to that. A couple of purple cities. Yeah. Maybe bluish purple cities in a yeah. red state. Our, the St. Louis is pretty blue, but yeah. Yeah, the pretty blue. County is pretty yeah. purple. I'm with you. Um, well, that's our, that's a, uh, that's yeah. politics. That's politics right now. <laughs> that's our politics for the night. Um, I, I brought an article in. I thought this was interesting and I don't even know if this means anything, but you know how we sometimes talk about addiction recovery industry is rife with abuse. Mm. So I was reading this article. I didn't know how I got onto it, but it was, there was this, it's from this New Jersey paper and it was about this guy named Nicholas DeSimone who sometimes, and the article starts off with, most businesses take two years to make money, not Nicholas D. Simone, the, the Mullica Hill businessman, which I assume is a place in Jersey, made $15 million in three years after opening Jesus his first recovery Christ. center. Then it basically goes on to how D. Simone took advantage of a largely unregulated system, yep. which it must be. I'm like, is, is there really no regulations on how to run an addiction yeah, treatment? It. It, that's so bizarre. Mm -hmm. There's no state regulations, there's no federal regulations. Any moron can mm -hmm. open an addiction recovery center, get your fucking insurance thing, and just charge you, start charging yeah. you money. So some of the things that they did were urine tests. This is my favorite one. Billing for services not provided. And falsifying falsifying urine tests to indicate relapse, thereby keeping the insurance company So, So someone's sober, and you're going to falsify their urine test so you can keep I'm like, oh, man. I'm just reading this article thinking, my God. And this is a widespread problem. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is not. There's a gross industry. It's it's so gross. Like, I don't trust anybody in yeah. that industry. I literally, I, that was the biggest issue. There was a point in since right now when we were mm -hmm. something. And yeah. that was where any money would have come from to yeah. su support this and turbocharge it. Yeah. And, I just, I turned it all down because I'm like, I would have to vet you thoroughly. And I yeah, just don't how, trust that 
Yeah, remember we were talking about that? We'd have to go to all of them. Right. And go through 30 days. Um, oh, yeah. that's so weird. So, so, okay, you think about this as a as an entrepreneur who's, who is like, okay, industry, there's something, there's a need. Mm. No one's doing it. Why? Why is it? Is it just so hard because there must be some kind of regulation. There must be some kind of something that prevents the place, somebody from coming in and doing it right. It can't be, it can't be that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why there's no, I mean, I don't have any perspective on how things get regulated. I mean, is yeah physical recovery regulated? Like, you know, physical therapy or phys- whatever, physical recovery programs, is that yeah, a regulated yeah. thing? I don't know. Like sports medicine? You yeah, guess, yeah, sports I don't medicine know. Or, or something like that. I don't know. Or, I mean, I assume like... Hospitals are highly regulated. Homes nursing homes are, are regulated. regulated. Yeah. Um, but th- I was trying to think of like things that are, are similar yeah. or related, you know, like that, like physical therapy and nursing homes or something, you know, recovery spaces, places yeah. seem to in somewhere in that spectrum yeah um you know mental health clearly is you have to be licensed yes but i think a lot of i mean recovery places that they they have those people as part of their whatever advisor these or boards or you know on staff even but i mean they're they're sham scam motherfuckers in every profession yeah true um, and I'm sure sign anything. So I'm sure most po- hospitals get your insurance and just can't wait to bill right. your lots of them. Right. Just want to bill you for. So, but it is. It's. I'm still surprised that there hasn't been some company person entrepreneur mm-hmm. who has built a recovery house industry thing that can be replicated that works. Well, I think there might it's be profitable coming. I and actually works. applied. You know to be. Some uh, creative director position. I don't know what the title was, but you know, it's ECD ish uh-huh. kind of thing for a group. I don't know where they're out of the. You're going to think you know when I say the name, but I don't think it's true. I think it's called Boulder Recovery, and I think they have an interesting model that is more. And again, do your own research. I did some. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but I do recall, you know, when I was looking at them and this position, nah, it's not Boulder Recovery. Never mind. It's not Boulder Recovery. That's something else. Okay. I'll have to look it up, and, and I'll maybe next time I'll, I'll let you know or, or put it. We'll put in it in the, the show notes. Um, but. Uh, but And their model was, it seemed like a, they had it, it together. It seemed much more uh, humane, altruistic, and supportive of the person in need not as a base. What I feel like they all are is a front to get insurance money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause it's not as if your insurance, if you have insurance, that's great. And if it pays for your treatment, that's great, but it should pay for a good treatment program. Not, not just a right. Oh, here it is. Gammy treatment program. So it's bolder. It's telehealth. Telehealth. Online addiction care that really cares. Treat oh. people with substance use disorder, including blah, blah, grounded in kindness, respect, and unconditional support. There you now, go. great. Granted, anybody can say that. Sure. Uh, then medicine and support you need when you need it. So it's called Boulder. It's actually Boulder.care. And they're worth looking at just because when I did as much. Yeah. Before you applied there. Exploration yeah. Before I yeah. applied, it really seemed like an interesting model. It seemed like it was very, generally um, had the health of the individual and uh, first and foremost, it just it didn't feel gross. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. There you go. But ultimately they couldn't afford me. Which <laughs> is kind of a problem. Um, they were not scamming the insurance companies. Quite enough, right? To so they couldn't Chris's afford me. That's see, that's the problem. That's the problem. Um, that literally was it. We just couldn't get to the right number. That's funny. Yeah. Were you guys way off? You're probably way off. No, it wasn't way off, but it was just they just like, we just don't. Do you feel that. like you made the right choice though with the In your that, current your current position right now today? Well, financially, certainly. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> making a lot that, more than I would have. Yeah, there. that's good. But uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, yeah. Would it have been cool to work for them? Like, you know, as like, like I said, like I, I believe in them as much as I've ever believed in any sure. recovery resource. 
Yes. Um, did I tell them you will not find a better candidate than me? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. did. I told them twice, actually. I told two different people that. Okay, so look, um, like, listen, I am the, the man. I I'm get, like, I get I what have you're the skills. doing. That's right. And I've been on either side of this equation. Right. I can tell this story right. better than anyone. Yeah. That's um, funny. That's true. I said, so can we find the money? Yeah. Like, eh, we can't right now. Yeah. Like, well, okay. fair enough. Were they startup raising capital? They were. Yeah. They were raising capital. And I wonder, trying to think about like, okay, you're going to come up with this idea. Everyone knows this industry needs it reinvented. Everyone. Mm -hmm. Lots of people. And I think there's lots of stuff flying out there. And I see a lot of it because they, people will, will bring stuff to me, apps and uh, different models to so for mm -hmm. us to sponsor right. you know well-being to sponsor excuse me oh well-being brewing right sponsors this show i'm just gonna say that there's our commercial we have oh, a new right, beer sorry. coming out of, i saw i tasted it so uh, it's delicious very excited about this um so but so everyone and and all of the pitch decks all basically say the recon this industry's mm -hmm. broken we all know it mm. here's all these reasons all this stuff, mm -hmm. it's corrupt, it's this, it's unregulated, there's just mm -hmm. scam artists in it, everybody, you're getting people at their mm -hmm. most vulnerable. There's all this uh, friction to, yeah, and, and it never works for the person it needs to work for, right. which is the person right. trying to get help, is, is the thing. And yet, I don't know if 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 the business model is there or the, the investment's not there or the right thing hasn't hit yet, but it hasn't happened yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like we haven't, we haven't quite figured it out. Right. It's still out there. It's interesting. I'm just, and I'm only saying this because I'm thinking we. When are we opening the SRN Giant Treatment Hospital? I know it would be interesting. <laughs> um, it would be right. You've thought about that. Mm -hmm. Just how you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough. Just, just basically eight hours a day of listening to us talk. We just have a room, and they have to come to a live taping <laughs> of the show. Listen, yeah. it's gonna be a long right. podcast. Um, that's actually not bad. Well, we could interview everyone. They could all tell right. their story, make them feel like, you know, special. Put them in the chair, grill them, get their story, mm -hmm. use it as content, use it against them. Use it against them. <laughs> Remember when you said this? Yeah. Go to the tape. <laughs> go, go to the right. tape. Let's take a look at the tape. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. We just follow them with cameras. That's right. It'd be like uh, Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Quit Whatever, where he tells you don't quit until you end the book. So we'd say, all right. Here's our method. You don't quit drinking or using yeah. until we're done with you. And then we're just going to follow them around. <laughs> I love that. Um, the old Alan Carr. That guy. Is he still alive? I'm sure. I was going to say, I'm sure he's not. Yeah, he can't be. He doesn't feel like he would be. For, for you newbies out there, Alan Carr. Mm -hmm. He helped you. He helped me. He helped me. Quit smoking. Quit smoking, yep. Yeah, the Alan Carr. Easy way to quit smoking. I don't think I did quit, but he certainly helped me get ready to quit. Something. I know a couple of people that have read it and say it didn't stick. Yeah. Uh, there may have been sort of, it was a perfect storm for me. You know, I read it yeah. while I was You got to want to quit. Sick. I also wanted to quit. Yeah. I was having, I think I had just at the time found out um, I was going to have a kid. Yes. I didn't want to be smoking around. That's a, bit, that's a good one. Her mother. No. Uh, I think I was sick in bed. I thought I might as well read it now. Because, um, you know. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Don't quit now. Right. I love that. First chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, good. Whew. I thought I was going to have right, to quit yeah, right yeah. now. Exactly. Like, no, you just keep reading this book. You can keep smoking. Yeah. Thanks, Alan Carr. But really, I mean, anything. We, we know this. Any, quitting anything, it's just whatever method works for yeah. you. Because there's just no. There's no easy. There's no. Easy way. Yeah. Um, is just figuring out what you do when you quit yeah. is the issue. And the other thing is, I mean, I think, I kind of know what AA's perspective is on this, or if it, it, A even talks about it. But I think in Alan Carr's book, and I've this has always stayed with me, in general, it's like if you're just doing it by willpower, it's not ultimately, it, it likely won't ultimately work. Yeah. Because you just have to maintain this willpower that is suggesting that you still want to do the thing. You're just going to. Yeah. Fight it. Fight it. Yeah. Right. AA will tell you that willpower <clears throat> will not, not work. Okay. And you can try it for as long as you want. It's right. you have to actually yeah. completely surrender and give up all the yeah. power. That's the only way to do it. Cause right. yeah, your willpower, you're right. You're actively fighting this thing that you still want to do. And you're yeah. just at some point you're not going to have the willpower. 
Well, it's like that uh, a girl I talked about last episode, I think, which said she was like going to try it for a year, and she's at the end, she was just like couldn't wait for the year to be over so she could start drinking. She was just fucking, yeah. what's the white knuckling it? Yeah, for, for a year. Yeah, to prove something. To, to prove someone. something, and then just couldn't wait to get yeah. back. To, and like that's funny. I'm an alcoholic. I'm not going to drink for a year just to prove that I'm not an alcoholic. But man, I can't, can't wait, wait to start drinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start drinking again. Yeah. So it's going to be know. awesome. All right. Um, Thanksgiving plans. You got you going anywhere? By the time you hear this, we'll just be going on Thanksgiving, I bet. Right. Right. It'll be the day before Thanksgiving. That's my guess. Yeah. We're going to be in, I'm going to be in Columbus. Ohio? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. With uh, my wife's parents. So that's what I'm doing. What are you I have a uh, family coming here. We're going to do it at my girlfriend's house. Okay. I was going to ask. Um, are you guys going to have Thanksgiving yeah. together? Yeah. Well, this is big. Yeah, it is big. Woohoo! Um, that's and, a lot of family, uh, a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Is she excited? Are you? Have you talked about any nervousness or anything? Um, I think excited. I don't know about excited. I think the uh, first time meeting some of the fam. Some, some of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, into it. She's just very, she's very like supportive, gracious, just. Cool yeah, person. totally. So and she, just like let's let's she's like, let's do it at my house. I'm like, yeah, you sure. She's like, yeah. That's um, so she's gonna and cook. She's very much no. Okay. <laughs> Actually, that's that's the caveat. And I've done this before. Just ordered Whole Foods, yeah, like, full meal deal. Totally, um, it's so good. Right, because the other thing is it's delicious. She's coming off. Uh, she she's a semi-retired pastry chef, oh. and she does she works basically for friends and family, and she has this one regular customer. She will have, be coming off baking. 20 to 30 pies. Oh my like God. Like the day in the days before. So she's going to be um, So she's like, she's like I don't I'm not cooking. Be, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah. I will do this, but I am not but cooking. She's That's a phenomenal cook. Well, she'll probably save you a pie. I'm oh, she's guess. making an extra, at least one. For yeah. Us. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's nice. Um, and I'm actually helping with oh, good. the pie. I'm part of the team. This, nice. I'm the Sioux Sioux pie. You're going to be on the pie, the 30 pie team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's what we're doing. Um, that's awesome. It'll be good. It was good to see you tonight, Chris. I hope Matt's okay. He is. Yep. And then uh, I was going to say, we have our new, the World Cup's coming up. I don't know if you know that. I do. Okay. You hear what BrewDog's been doing? No. I'm getting a lot of back and forth. You got to be careful. Uh-oh. So, because there's a lot of concern, independent of any any brands. Yep. The Cutter. The Cutter. Cutter. Qatar. I'm oh, Qatar, sure. yeah. Yeah, Qatar. Yep, yep, yep. Um, is hosting. Yes. You know, can't drink there. Right. right. Human rights issues. And, and can't drink there. They've had a few human rights issues. Yes. Um, so there are a number of issues. So BrewDog, UK yes. brewer, right? Yep. Although yep. they have a big place in Ohio, in Dublin, oh, or Columbus, maybe. Anyway. Has this whole campaign out, basically um, anti-World Cup. Oh, interesting. Uh, and there's been a lot of discussion online about whether it's uh, performative or real and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So just... Whether it's just, just a marketing campaign or they actually exactly yeah exactly. I hear you that's that's that seems like a brewdog thing to do right that just sounds like something that they would do yeah. and I like their brand in the fact that it's I like that they know who they are and they're very well defined and they live up to whether you agree with what they stand for all the time so it's very laddish yeah it's a laddie brand and what's know? their they have a NA. they do um and it's 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 okay I think I it's know. okay. Yeah, I can't it? remember. Yeah, no, they make several. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah, they, and I think... Well, they don't need to advertise. I'm just curious. But yes, yeah, but it's good for them for making them. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, but regardless of that, Sorry. the World Cup is coming. And so is St. Louis is getting a soccer team. Right. I don't know if you know that. And the stadium is hosting the first game next Wednesday night, what? which is exciting. Um, so that's why we, we are launching a English Pale Ale, non-alcoholic version for this, which is what you drink in a pub in... And where's that? Uh, down at the tap room in, Sh- in Schlafly. So that's where it'll be. That's where that's Only. where. Well, no, it'll be sold widely. Okay. But yeah, that's it'll where it'll be we'll on tap it. there. Or well, I I don't know if they're gonna we're gonna put it on tap or not. We're just gonna certainly be in there tap. and sell it next Wednesday. It'll be our first night selling it. It's, Got it. And I just had some today Exciting. and it's really good. It's a thirty-five calorie light beer and it tastes like a. a you know, and it's funny because I didn't. If you live in England, I think you go to bars and the beer you get is the pale ale. That's what it is. Right. It's just like the standard beer of England, and that's right. what they—that's what a pint of bitters is. Right. It's this pale ale, and that's what Schlafly originally brewed thirty years ago. Was their first beer, so we did the non-alcoholic version of it huh. in for the stadium and the new soccer team. But we're launching it because the World Cup's happening, 
And I thought about the World Cup, knowing how controversial it was going to be, knowing that it had a lot of whatever. And I still think the the actual gameplay will overcome all that because there's such great matches. And I think Mm -hmm. if you keep it on the field, and I get like, I think you can separate the two and Mm -hmm. you have to because separate. Yeah. I mean, you you watch TV and you love the match, but you still don't have to like the the place. mm -hmm. Not watching the games. I don't know if people, I don't know. I don't know. And it's not like I'm just some giant, you know, soccer fan. Right. I don't know if you are. No, I'm not giant, but you know, I'm like a. No, you like, but I love the World Cups. Yeah, you know, one a wonderful event right. to watch on television, which is how I will be enjoying it right. with my match day light, and I'll get you some too. That'd be great. And uh, yeah, Jeff and I saw each other. Uh, oh yeah, Saturday night. Saturday night at, at the Big Low Meyer Sculpture Park, which I will say is probably our other world class. It's thing. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we have two. We have the city museum, and we have this sculpture park called Lomar in St. Louis, which is amazing. And we have other things that work. I mean, our zoo is pretty great. Yeah, top ten zoo and things like that. But yeah, yeah we have great. Anyway, that's a killer. But yeah, J- uh, Jeff and Well Being yeah. were sampling right there, uh, right front of. There was the first yeah. damn booth. Yeah, it was eight thousand people, away. and we're right there, and it was really cool. Yeah, we sampled yeah. the shit out of this great event. Everyone, we had a lot of fun. Saw you, yeah. saw lots of people we mm-hmm. knew, gave everyone some NA beer. That was a cool event. That was cool. Yeah, really nice mm-hmm. vibe to it all. Good times. Did you guys go on the, did you guys ever walk the, the light trail around in the back of the, in the wooded area? No, we never got to that. We, uh, no, we got to food, food. shop. You guys, you just, I saw you, you bought a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of cool yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff there. There was a lot, there a lot of, cool. of cool vendors. I was really impressed. I know, actually. me too. Just good art, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, they had, they curated uh, it very, yeah. very well, which sometimes those are not curated well. No, not at all. That's I, that's why I was really surprised to like find so many like booths that just had really great yeah. stuff. Yeah, good job. Good job, you, Lomar. Yeah, good job, Lomar. All right. Um, all right. Uh, oh, wait. We'll I'm see doing you. something I said I'd never do again. Just press I've, a button. I started and stopped the uh, board. Yes. I'm, I started it, now I'm going to stop Matt's it. Because Matt's not here. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you.